Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like him. Happy Mother's Day. How many moms do we have? Thank you so much. How many moms do we have? Raise your hands real high. Or don't you have enough strength to raise your hands today? Because of all the hard work that you do, everything that you do in the world. Um, how many people in this room, maybe, uh, you know, people online, they, you can share uh, in the forum there, maybe over in the atrium, you can lift your hand up too. But how many people have ever had a moment in their lives that they're going through life and all of a sudden something happens and you're reminded of something that your mom said? Or, or, or let me go, like, my mom's here because I got to be careful today. Like, I can't, I can't tell all the stories, right? Because she's like right over there and she will still come over here with a frying pan and take care of business. How many people remember the look that only mom can give, right? Moms are great. Isn't it amazing to, like, mom's spit is the same chemical equation as 409 and every, every hair care product there is, right? Same stuff. Well, I got to thinking about some things that my mom taught me, and I thought I would share some of those today. And maybe you, if you had the same ones, you can kind of applaud or, if, you know, something that your mom taught you the same thing. So my mom taught me religion. I mean, I mean, moms taught them religion, not like you probably. Um, my, my mom taught me religion by saying, you better pray that that comes out of that carpet. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like probably like, let's go learn Genesis to Revelation. How many people's mom, real smart, they taught you logic? Logic, yeah. My mom did too, and she said, because I said so. <laughs> that was her logic, because I said so. Mom, some of your faces are going, yep, I heard that one. Um, my mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you get in an accident. So just looking at <laughs> Mom's there, put the hand down. Um, um, how about this? Irony. My mother taught me irony. Um, I'll give you something to cry about. How many people heard that one? Like it, mm. My mother taught me stamina. You will sit there until every vegetable is gone from that plate. Oh, you had great moms. Your moms didn't make you do that? How about this one? Mother taught me about hypocrisy. Uh, If I told you once, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. Some of you are going to catch that when you get home. I told you once, I told you a million times. Okay, maybe it's delivery. Mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world, and I what? And I'll take you out of this world. <laughs> My mother taught me envy. There's millions of less fortunate children in the world who don't have a wonderful mom like you do. Right? So they taught me envy. How about genetics? My mom taught me genetics. She was really smart. She said, you're just like your father. <laughs> and, I, and she taught me countless other things, but with the last one we could talk about today because the other ones are bad. Um, just kidding. My mother taught me justice. She said, one day you'll have kids just like... You were. How many people is that true right now? You have kids just like, yep, yeah, that's me. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day, but really I want to incorporate everybody. We're going to talk about just the impact that we have in the world that we live in, the influence that we possibly have as moms and dads and sisters and brothers and grandparents, lots of grandparents in the room. But I got to tell you about a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, she lost her mother. And when she lost her mother, there was lots of unsettled things that happened, like there wasn't that, that defining moment where everybody kind of drew the line and it was, 
there's just all kinds of struggles and problems. And she was a great woman. I mean, she taught Sunday school class in the church she went to. And she, you know, she was a business um, model. She was part of the Rotary Club here. And she was Columbia County, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and, but, but my friend said this after she died. She goes, I didn't get, get to have closure. I didn't get to have that moment where I could just tell. My mom never told me that she was proud of me. And this is the last line. This is the line that got me. She said, if you want me to explain my relationship with my mother, I'll say it this way. It was complicated. Now, there's a bunch of heads that just shook right there. Complicated. You know why things get complicated? Because we do everything pass or fail. It's not, there's no middle ground. Like either the greatest mother of all times or they're, 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 they're the, you know, the most toxic person you've ever been around. And today what I'd like to do is not so much give a pass or fail, but just look at, just look at the whole body of work of a lot of people in this room and maybe your parents. But I, I want to say this today because I am fully, I like, I understand this. Today, for some people, it's the greatest day in the whole world. Like today is a great day because your mom's with you or, you know, you, you've had a great moment or you're going to go, you're going to go to their house and you're going to have, you know, all the good, the, 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 the food that you're going to eat and all that you're going to spend the rest of the day and you're going to give your mom flour and it's going to be fantastic, right? But, but, but for others, it's a day of mourning. Uh, there's lots of people that I know, good friends of mine, that they've lost their moms. They've lost their dads. And today is kind of a bittersweet thing. It's like you remember engaging the, the experiences and you have all these memories, but you really wish there was times that your mom was right there that you could have a conversation with her. And there's a third category today, which is probably the most difficult, probably to talk about even in this, this environment, is there's some that you had a bad relationship with your mom. It was toxic. And you have and carry the resentment and the anger and the bitterness. Now, here's what I, I'm going to make you a promise today. I'm not going to tell you that you have to make peace with your mom today. And I'm not going to tell you to write a letter and go take her to her grave if she's not with us anymore. But I will tell you this. I think every human being that walks the planet, there's extremes. Do you hear me on this? Everybody with me on this? There's extremes. There's way over here extremes. But, but most of the time, we can find some good in every human being that walks this planet. There again, there's extremes. I get that. I'm not going to, I'm not burying my head in the sand and saying like, you're, I don't know your circumstance. But today what I would like to do is I would just like for a few moments to talk, all of us, about how, like, even if, so let me tell you something. I'm going to say this with as much honesty and authenticity as I can possibly. Even if you had a bad relationship with a mom or dad, break the cycle. Did you hear me? Break the cycle. Don't, don't pass it another generation. Don't, don't, don't be like, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation one time with somebody that's a good friend of mine. And I remember, I remember talking about my grandfather who, my grandfather was a great guy. He had some struggles. He had some battles. He had some, some there were some tensions in his life. But I remember there was a moment, there was a moment in that relationship where I realized I, I didn't want to do the bad things he was doing, but I, there were some really good things that he did. And I wanted to do those good things. And I realized that, you know something, I have to, even in my, I have to break some cycles in my life. So here's some things that I've learned from my my parents, I, but you know, I'm going to throw this out. I've learned it from lots of people in my life. I've learned these valuable lessons from my wife. I've learned them from my mother-in-law. I've learned them from my sister. I've learned them from my, you know, my, my, my sister, sister-in-laws. And so there's always people around that we can learn these valuable lessons. Here's one of the learned. We need to learn to embrace the lessons that we're taught, the, the best lessons, not the bad, but the, the best lessons. How can we engage in, in understanding those best lessons? Proverbs 22 says like this, direct your children, okay? Direct your tr- children on the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave. Isn't that a great, that's a promise, by the way. 
that God's word will never you know, come back void, that if you are instilling God's word, even when, because sometimes kids walk away, right? Sometimes parents walk away, but there's a promise there that they'll, they'll come back, that that'll be rich in them, that'll be in them. It'll be a seed that eventually will kind of a sprout and it'll be a, a great plant. Proverbs chapter 620, we're gonna look at this a little bit uh, further in, in a minute, but it says, my son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instructions. It's saying those examples that the people in front of us gave us Latch on to those things. And I thought about this because there's always lessons that our parents are like, I was, my, my parents taught me how to do homework. I was not good in school. I don't know how I graduated high school. Just to be honest with anybody else besides me, three people. We're starting a class for us. It's going to be remedial, very slow. But like the only reason I passed high school is because I was a good athlete. And we got like a pass to do everything. But you know what? My parents, I remember my mom specifically sitting down and teaching me how to do homework. That was a great example. She was very intelligent. How about this one? My parents taught me how to speak with respect to people. We don't know how to do that now. Let me tell you something. I remember, I remember even as a kid, my mom saying, you address it as Mr. or Mrs. or yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. And listen, unless you are a Yankee, <laughs> pot calling kettle black right here. But even as a Yankee, I was taught to respect people. I remember a time, my, my daughter was my oldest daughter. She, she said to somebody, we were in church and she goes, yes, sir. And the, and the guy said, the guy said, you don't have to call me, sir, baby. You can call me. I'm like, uh-uh. She'll, we'll be getting some of that. But you know what? I'm kidding. Man, I'm gonna get so many emails. Just send them to Patrick Gallimore. No, you know what? But you know what I'm talking about? We've lost that example of respect in the world that we live in, teaching our kids to honor teachers and coaches and all that kind. And we yell and scream and like, like they're like best buddies. And we, we do all that. No, that's an authority figure that God's placed in our lives. How about this? Let, let me be real practical with you. My dad taught me how to cast a fishing rod. How many dads, daddies taught how about how to shoot a gun and go turkey hunting? and pee in the woods. I was just seeing if you were with me on that. <laughs> How about this? Or tell a joke. Or form a spreadsheet. I don't know why I've written that down, but anyway. Or whatever they may have done. Let me get serious for a second. How about the other things that our parents, our grandparents maybe taught us? Things that we need to pass down to next generations. My, my, my parents taught me this. No matter how hopeless a situation seemed, if God was still involved, there was still hope. Anybody else's moms, dads? Yeah. That was a great one. I, I watched the most, you know, some, some of the most desperate situations, some of the most awful things happen. And I watched how my, I watched, I don't want to make it sound like my mom and dad are saints, but I'm their favorite already. I'm the oldest. So all oh, this is just icing on the cake, okay? But I watched my dad, my dad 30 years ago do a 40-day fast because he felt like God was tugging on his heart to move from New Jersey to down here to help plant a church. You know what I saw? I saw obedience. And that's something our kids need to see, how we obey God when God tells us to do something. How about this? God taught me through my parents that he was still real and he was still present and he was still one to save and he was still one to heal people. I watched that through my parents. He taught me how to 
not judge others because probably I don't have all the information. How many people know there's three sides to every story? This side, this side, and something in the middle, some merger in the middle. My parents taught me all this. My, my, I love to read now. I, I was not good in school, but you know what? My parents taught me how to be a learner. I, I read two to three books, you know, every seven years. Um, <laughs> my parents taught me how to think of others first. And my mom and dad taught me to always root for the underdog. What, what examples were passed to you that you need to be reminded, that you need to pass to next generations? Can I, can I give you a secret? You are an influencer. You have the ability to influence people around you. Um, we talk about this a lot, like on, on a graveside, there's a little dash, birth date, death date, there's a little dash. That is your whole life. And it doesn't make a difference how long you live. It's what you do with your life that really makes the most difference. But I think the problem is we haven't realized that we are actually called to influence people, that everybody around us needs to be influenced by something. Hopefully it's Christ in us. Even, do you guys know this? That even Jesus needed to be influenced. Now we look at the 100% God part and we go like, well, what can anybody teach you? Jesus's mother taught him stuff. Not just when he took him to the temple, but do you all remember the story when they were at the Canaan, they were at the wedding and they ran out of wine? Like you guys, that's not a big deal. You just run down to Publix and get another bottle, right? There they would, that's not how it worked. It was a, it was a crime if at a wedding, it was, they, they, they would despise. They would actually take the bridegroom and the parents to jail because they didn't have enough wine there. And so, so, so Mary is interjecting this situation with Jesus and noticing that there needs to be more wine. And, and Jesus goes, why should we be bothered with this? Watch this. This is what it says in, in verse four. Dear woman, that's not our problem. He just back talked to his mama. Did y'all catch that? Now, I don't know if she, like, did she, I don't know how it goes down with the son of God. But he was 100%. Some of y'all are laughing. I'm serious. I don't know how it went down. I get that he's 100% man, but he was also, I mean, 100% God. He was also 100% man. And so it was times of training. So what, what she goes, what, what, but watch this. It almost seems like she ignores Jesus. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby, there were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip out, dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. They went, and when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over and he said to the host, host said, sir, you serve the best wine first. And then everyone else, well, they've had a lot to drink. He brings out the less expensive wines, but you did it different. You didn't do it that way. And verse 11 is key here. The miraculous sign at Canaan in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. It was the first time. That, now, I don't, know, I don't know how much he knew who he was, but it was the first time that it, there was supernatural things happening following Jesus. And you know why it happened? Because Jesus's mom saw something in Jesus that Jesus didn't see himself. How many times in our lives, we have the opportunity to influence the people around us. And how many times the people around us, they don't see the things that you see. You don't, your kids don't see yet the potential they have to be in God. Guarantee, right? Teenagers that come through JSM, journey students, my bad. They come through journey students. They have a real, we have leaders that see things in them. That's what God's called us to do as an influencer. And let them follow. 
the examples that we have, which leads me to the second one. We also need to follow the best examples that we were given. So the first one is, 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 this, is this, this thing, uh, uh, you know, talking about the lessons that we're taught. This is the examples, and they're drastically different things. Let me tell you why. How many people know this? Most things in life are caught, not taught. You want me to say it another way? Most of the things in our lives we learn, we learn by observation, not so much by words. That's why this whole culture can learn how to do anything. They can do brain surgery on YouTube because they can watch it. They can see it. They see somebody else. It's not the words, it's the actions. In our lives, we're the same exact way. We learn through observation. We learn by example. Proverbs chapter 6, 21. Listen to what it says. It says, keep their words always in your heart. Okay, so there's the, there's the words part. But tie them around your neck. So when you walk, when you're, when you're out during your life, when you walk, their counsel will lead you. Those things, those examples. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and an instruction in light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. It will keep you from their, um, the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of the promiscuous woman. What it's saying right there is those examples are what leads people to repentance. That is, those examples are what lead people to convictions. So what we're, we, in the office, we have a saying, and I, 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 it drives me nuts when, when I see organizations do this. They say one thing and they what? So you can have all the big words on this, you know, all the, the vision statement, all that, but if it's, not, if, it's not, if it's not the same thing. So this is what we talk about all the time in the office. Our words should line up with our actions and our actions should line up with our words. There should never be a conflict between the two of those. And in our lives, so many times there is, but we learn our best examples by what we see. I, I have, a, I have a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. Um, and she said, I learned forgiveness from my mother. And I was like, what do you mean? Can you unpack that? She goes, I just learned for, forgiveness. My, she goes, I was a rebellious, I, was a, I walked away from God. I was a rebellious high school student, like a lot of us in this room, probably, right? She walked away from God. But when she, when she came back, she said that she, she would walk in the house and her mom would be praying for her. She'd walk in the house and there would be little notes with scriptures all over the place. Even, even as far as, like, far as she can get, her mom was always off. And when she finally decided to come back, it was like the prodigal daughter and she said, you know something? I learned forgiveness. But she said, I learned it another way. My dad had an affair. And when my dad had an affair, though there was lots of counseling and lots of struggles and lots of problems, she offered forgiveness. And because of that, right now, 50 years later, 50 years later, they're actually marriage counselors. She learned it. She learned forgiveness. I, I have another friend that she, poverty beyond poverty. I've known her for 30 years. And most of her high school life, she slept in a car. She was homeless. She slept in a car with her mother. And she said, I never one time heard my mom talk about my deadbeat dad. I never one time heard my, dad, my mom talk about how bad things were. As a matter of fact, the worse things got, the louder the hymns got. And I thought to myself. And she said, every time we have a struggle in our marriage, you know what I start doing? I sing hymns. I sing it as well. I sing all, all these songs, these great, these great songs I heard my mom sing. That was because she learned by example. Parents teach lessons. Uh, grandparents teach lessons. How many people are grandparents in the room? You, we have, we, I'll be a we in July. Okay, I'm not a we yet. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I can't wait to teach him lessons, like how to pee off the porch. <laughs> if we had snow, 
Y'all tracking? We have the opportunity. So let me ask you a question real quick. Just, and I see a lot of you taking notes. Are you doing the same as those lessons, as those examples that were floating through your mind the last couple of minutes? Are you doing the same in the people around you? Are you doing the same in your, in your, in your kids and your grandkids? Are you doing the same in the people that you come in contact with? What kind of examples are you leaving? What kind of examples are people seeing about how you love Jesus? What's your Facebook look like? What's your social media look like? Is that a good example of who Jesus is? Or is it just a good example of an angry old man? What's it, what is it? What's the example you're leaving? Let me do uh, the next thing. And I love this. This was one of my favorites. In our lives, with our relationships, moms, dads, grandparents, kids, let's fill in all the gaps with grace. Let's fill in all the gaps with grace. Let, let, let's, let's not be pass or fail. Let's have room in our, in our relationships that will allow, because here's the deal. Nobody's parents are all tens, right? Now, you don't want to say because your mom's sitting next to you, but she made a few mistakes, didn't she? Maybe you didn't get all the attention you needed. Maybe you're, I'm the way I am because of rigid potty training. Like, I, I don't know how, why do you do this when you say things like that? Maybe you didn't get all the direction that you needed. Maybe you didn't get all the affection. I have a friend of mine that his mom and dad told him not to go to college, right? And then years later, you know what he did? He went to college and he got a degree and he's, a master, he's got a master's degree right now. He's working on his doctorate right now. He said, but what he realized, instead of being angry at his parents, it was his, it was his parents' culture. They came from a poor area of, of, of the country and they never got, they, nobody had ever gone to college. So they just, that was what they thought they always do. And now, is he angry about it? No. As a matter of fact, it made him who he is now. He worked harder. Maybe you didn't get all the affection that you needed. I'm sorry. I'll give you a hug after service. But let me tell you, not everybody, there's no tens out there. But what we can do is we can dwell on the negative all the time, or we can fill in the gaps with grace. And I would much rather fill in the gaps with grace. I, there's a single mother in our church, and she shared something with me, and I asked her permission. She said, because she was really hard on her mom, and then she realized she was doing the best she could as a single mom raising her. And now she's going through the same exact stuff. And she said, grace is so much more abounding now because I'm a single mom understanding what my mom tried to do and what mom, my mom had to do me. Wow. Can I, can, I t- can I give you encouragement today? Don't wait till life takes a bitter, you know, because there's b- bitter lessons in life. Don't, don't let it get a bitter lesson. I, I was reading Proverbs 20, 20. Uh, and it says this, if you insult your father or mother, your light will be snuffed out in total darkness. Now that sounds really drastic. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to die. Or it could mean this, like fill the, fill the areas with grace because otherwise what could happen is your life would be filled with regret. And nobody wants their life filled with regret. Like, I don't want to get to the end of my life going, I wish I would have said this to my parents. I wish I would have done this. And so instead, let's fill it in with grace. Okay, so here, here's another question. Write this down. Who in your life who in your life needs grace? Your spouse, your mom, your dad, maybe your kids, maybe it's your grandparents. Maybe it's just a friend, sister, brother. Who in your life needs grace and how can you fill in the gaps with grace? I'll give you the last one here. Always be there for them, regardless of what's going on. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Jesus. He's on the cross 
for, all, for multiple reasons. The, the story of Jesus on the cross means salvation for us, right? But there's a story inside the story. And everybody, everybody disowns Jesus. Everybody's gone from him, right? You remember this? There, one week before, Hosanna, 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 right? And then like, where's our like crickets, right? But who's, who's at the cross? This is what it says in John. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother, his mother's sister, Mary, and Mary Magdalene. So in this process, his mother didn't let him down. His mother was right there with him. Can I throw something out? I'm, I'm going to close here. I'm, I'm going to close here. You're, I'm learning this, okay? And I've probably failed a bunch. Our aging parents need to know we're never going to leave them. Our, our aging parents need to know that we're, till the very end, until they go see Jesus, we were, we're with them. But you know who else needs to hear that? Our kids. That, that we're never going to leave them. Regardless of how big the mistake is, we're never going to, regardless of the, the choices that we're, we're never going to leave them. And, and the whole entire world may be against them, minus one, because I'm not going to be against them. You know, you know why we can demonstrate that kind of grace? Because that kind of grace was demonstrated with us. While we were, the Bible says this in Deuteronomy, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And because of that amazing grace, we should offer that amazing grace with the people around us. Our parents, our kids, our brothers, our sisters, everybody that's around us. I want to do something real quick. It's complicated. We can't in 30 minutes dissect and figure everything out. It's complicated, but you know what's not complicated? Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. We'll end it right here. Honor your father and mother, and then you will live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. It doesn't mean you pretend like your parents are perfect. It doesn't mean you don't have your own personality. What it does mean is this. I can honor my mom and dad by being the best person I could possibly be in the world that I live in. I can honor them with my life and being the man that God's called me to be. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. I pray blessings over every moment. I pray blessings over every mother here today. God, that we would, all of us, would be examples. We would be examples to the people around us, to the kids around us, to the parents that we were bore by, the world that we live in, that we'd be great examples of all of that. And yet I pray that somehow or another, we would also be great examples of who you are, Jesus, in the community, because when we lift your name up, the Bible says all men are drawn. So thank you. Thank you for being with us today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or want to talk to someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.